most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. My goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL Week 13. I'm your host, Chris Rabon of the Action Network. You know, in today's show, we're going to discuss the Thursday Night Football DFS slate, dive into the Week 13 main slate, and build some DFS lineups as well. Here to break everything down with me, one of the top fantasy football rankers in the game, the odds maker, Sean Kerner. Sean, what is going on? What's up? Well, I can't believe it's already week 13. I keep thinking it's like week eight, nine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this season's flying by, man. I know. It's just flying by just like uh, <laughs> Mac Jones pass, <laughs> passed his intended receiver and to <laughs> somebody else. <laughs> Uh, if you, uh, if you heard Sean and I talking our player projections this week on the action network pod, welcome back. If not, be sure to check that out. And, uh, also a reminder, if you haven't left us a five-star rating and review, jump and do that. We pick our favorite each week and you get either a free year of action pro, or if you already have it, you get some action network swag from the store. This week's winner is Brendan Spice, S-P-I-E-S-S. Hope I'm pronouncing that right, but. Thank you, Brendan. Please hit up podcasts at actionnetwork.com to claim your prize. And also a reminder, we have the Action Network Discord server for anyone who wants to join. It's free. It's a lot of fun. Sean's been in there chopping it up. So be sure to check the link in the episode description if you are interested in the Action Network Discord server. Thursday Night Football. So we got the Seahawks on Thursday for the second straight week. The Cowboys on Thursday for the second straight week. The game is being played in Dallas. Cowboys favored by nine, I believe it's up. Yeah, it's up to nine. Yep, it's up to nine. The total, 46 and a half. So we are expecting another Cowboy dominant performance (laughs) at home. You know, I mean, Seahawks, at some point, they got to bounce back, but another tough matchup for, for Geno Smith and company. Where are you going in the captain spot? Uh, I'm going with C.D. Lamb here. Uh, you know, after his massive four-game stretch from weeks 6 through 10, he's cooled off uh, a bit. Uh, he's been held to 53 yards or fewer uh, in back-to-back games, but he's salvaged both games with the touchdown. Um, but his underlying usage has remained elite. Uh, you know, last week, he saw an A dot of 20 yards downfield. So that was kind of the reason he only got four catches on nine targets, uh, but could have had a massive game if, you know, he caught a couple more. Um, I, I think going forward, we'll see his A dot go back to the sweet spot where it's been all year, you know, around 13 yards. Um, so this is a spot also where, you know, you mentioned that the, the Cowboys have been in some blowouts uh, the past few games. This one, maybe the starters, starters will get to play the entire game um, and maybe, you know, have few more pass attempts in the fourth quarter if Seattle can keep it close. So I think this, you know, we'll see a bounce back game from uh, CD. Not that he's been doing poorly the past couple of games, but I think we'll see a captain worthy game uh, from CD here. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's, it's 
CD and Dak Prescott, both of those guys are like tied in my projections. Uh, Dak is actually 400 cheaper, so I'm going with him. Mm, but yeah, like CD as well. Uh, Seattle's the 23rd ranked pass defense by DVOA, according to FTN. And I think Prescott really the rushing gives him a little bit of added upside. The first five games, just 12 carries for 45 yards, no touchdowns. The last six games, 22 carries, 106 yards, and two scores on the ground. Dak is the quarterback three on the year in terms of fantasy points per game. But, you know, for over these last six weeks, I mean, he's just been a an absolute monster. He's the quarterback one over that span. He's been putting up, uh, you know, 24 plus in five of those six games. He's had multiple touchdowns in five of those six, three or more in four of the last six games. And uh, only one game with fewer than 272 passing yards in the last six. So Dak has been a monster. I think, especially after that bye, which was five games ago, uh, really like what Dallas has been doing. Thought they used the bye well, kind of switched up some things, throwing more on early downs, mixing in, uh, you know, more of the receivers instead of, you know, just going exclusively with Gallup, Lamb, and, and Cooks. And uh, it's been quicking for, for Dallas. So, Really love what I'm seeing out of Dak. And hopefully, finally, can kind of shut people up a little because I know everyone <laughs> was overreacting to the interceptions last year, even though he's never been a turnover-prone guy. And he really doesn't get a, you know enough of the respect that he deserves for really being, I think, one of the better quarterbacks in this league. Obviously, he's going to have to do it in the playoffs, but can't really have much better of the last six weeks than Dak Prescott is having yep. uh, at the quarterback position. So, like him against the Seahawks team. That has been better against the run for the most part you know they've kind of fallen off defensively since uh Uchenna Nwosu has been out on, on both you know pass and run but I do think Dallas this is a matchup where they're going to say you know let's throw to get the lead and then then we'll figure mm-hmm. it out on the ground so like Dak yet again uh who do you like in the mid-range or for value uh I'm sticking with my boy Zach Charbonnet here, you know, assuming Kenneth Walker misses again. Um, he didn't practice Monday and it's a short week. So guessing Charbonnet is going to get his second straight start. But, you know, he's disappointed in what's been almost two full games without Walker now. Um, you know, I expected a drop in efficiency, certainly with an expanded role. But still, he, he's not this bad. I think he is going to break out eventually uh, with one of these starts. And I could see people, you know, start to sour on him a bit. Like I said, it's been two games now. He's disappointed with an expanded workload, so um, his roster ship might be lower than where it should be here, especially, you know, with the tougher matchup against Dallas. But, you know, he's involved as a pass catcher, so even if this game script does get out of hand, you know, he could rack up catches as well. Um, so, you know, have a little bit of egg on my face last week, uh, losing on his prop, going all <laughs> in on him. But we're about one year removed from me doing that with Kyron Williams, so I got to just stick with my boy, my my rookie running back I love. I think he's getting another shot here, so I got to go with Charbonnet. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, we talked about on on the uh, Convince Me on the Thanksgiving edition, I think that San Francisco defense is just, it's just like running into a buzzsaw. It was the wrong time for <laughs> yeah. Seattle on a short week with everyone hurt and a quarterback banged up. You know, yes, San Francisco had been a little shaky against the run, but they have so I mean they have everyone's former number one pick on the defensive line like it's like it's just it was just a a bad bad time and I mean granted this is not much better but you know at some point I think Seattle just has to say we have to run the ball yeah we have to put 
they have like four tight ends active every week. I mean, just put a bunch and they, and I think they have the uh, fullback Belor who yep. um, you know can play fullback. It's like just get some heavy personnel in there and see if you can't you know move the line of scrimmage and and turn out five yards of carry. And because yep. I mean Seattle, they're piss poor on third down. And this has been an issue even going back to Russ. You know, so mm. yeah, I'm. I'm I'm just looking for some changes out of Seattle. Now, they, it's not the true short week because they had a, um, you know, a game last Thursday. So I'm hoping they, they can make some adjustments because this offense, for all the talented skill players they have, this offense has been a big heaping pile of shit for, <laughs> like, I feel like half of the year, really. Okay. It's been like, yeah, we're low on Geno. Oh, like, is, is, is Lockett healthy? Is Metcalf healthy? Is, is JSN, like, it's short targets. I mean, it's it's been ugly for the most part. Kenneth Walker really in the backfield has been has been the only kind of mm-hmm. saving grace. But uh, hopefully Charbonnet can uh, keep it going. Um, I like J- JSN Jackson Smith and Jigba this week fifty two hundred on DraftKings, so pretty good price. And his route participation rate jumped over eighty percent last week. And you know he's that clear number three receiver. But as I mentioned, you know Metcalf doesn't look quite right since that rib injury, like. Kind of like it's bothering him a little bit catching the football. Tyra Lockett seems like he's on an injury report every week and then gets taken off, but is he fully healthy? I don't know. Either way, I think this is a good spot for JSN to keep ascending. And the matchup itself is pretty good for him, as good as it can be for one of the top defenses in the game, I should say, because Dallas does play the most man coverage. And JSN, the second most yardage on the Seahawks against man coverage, his yards per route 1.9 against man coverage, and just 0.9 0.9 against zone. So uh, more than double uh, his production per route when he goes up against man coverage, which we know Dallas is going to challenge you uh, with a lot of man coverage. So I uh, think this is a good spot for JSN. And if it's a blowout, that, that only helps. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, like him. And another guy I mentioned is Rico Dowdle. Uh, you know, he's a guy who he's that number two back. He's a clear number two. He's, it's not like a 1A, 1B situation or anything like that, but Anytime you have Dallas as a favorite at home, I think you have to, or really a favorite anywhere, I think you have to consider Dowder because Dallas has been blowing teams out. And because of that, you're going to see a guy like Dowder get in a game. And Deuce Vaughn, their number three running back, hasn't been active most weeks. So when Dallas starts blowing people out and Tony Pollard has to come out, it's Dowder. When Tony Pollard just needs a breather, when the game is close, it's Dowder. So Dowder got in the end zone again, even though he only had a handful of touches last week. So I think he's a guy to keep firing up here, offer offer some value. And, you know, it's, there's a chance if like a guy, like let's say Charbonnet doesn't score and just gets like 15, 17 touches for like 70 yards, 80 yards. If, if Dowdle can score, uh, he could kind of be, you know, he could kind of put up that same production for, you know, about 2,500 less. So even mm-hmm. though he's not going to get, anywhere near the amount of touches. So um, like Dowdle uh, as well as JSN uh, in the mid range. Who do you like the low end? Do you like dots, Ted? Oh, okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. The low end, we're going low, low here. Jake Bobo. Uh, you know, he doesn't get much playing time as the wide receiver four, uh, but he's a good red zone target. You know, he's six, four, um so they've been using him a little bit more around the goal line he had back-to-back uh weeks with the touchdown back in week six and seven so we're just looking for a cheap touchdown here uh maybe some potential garbage time work you know if they are down big you know they'll put boba out there 
especially since you said, you know, DK and Lockett, they're just bit, been banged up for like a few weeks now. So he could get some playing time if one of them you know, has to leave the game. So he's definitely uh, worth a flyer on the one game slate here. Yeah, I like Bobo. I'm surprised he hasn't continued to kind of see a, a uptick. It kind of goes up and down the playing time with him. I guess mm-hmm. such is the life as a number four <laughs> wideout. But, you know, he's been, I, I think the Seahawks would admit they've been pleasantly surprised yeah. by Bobo. So, yeah, another guy. Because it's, you know, the, because Dallas plays so much man coverage, it's tough to get the tight ends open uh, against them. Mm. You know, they don't really give up much. And these Seahawks tight ends really haven't. Um, been productive against man coverage it's been you know mostly when there's you know soft spots in the zones and they could just kind of scheme stuff so you would expect a lot of the passing uh production however much that is to be funneled to the wide receivers uh in this spot against dallas even though you know dallas just been so good all the way around it's tough but uh, yeah the number four for seattle i think is perfect because at least you don't go against dallas's top three corners most of the time either (laughs) uh I'm going with uh, another guy kind of in that similar similar range, Jalen Tolbert. He is wide receiver three slash four for the Cowboys, but two uh, multiple receptions, three or more targets in each of the last four games, five or more targets in three of the last four games. So I think Tolbert playing around 40-ish percent of the snaps uh, in, in the past game, which is pretty decent, uh, especially when you're playing with the hottest quarterback in the league right now, Dak Prescott. I think that's enough for him to potentially get uh, put up a productive uh, afternoon here. You know, Brandon Cooks has been going off. You know, CeeDee Lamb's going to get his. But, you know, when Brandon Cooks kind of takes a break, somebody else got to step it up, like Ferguson as well this week. But uh, Tolbert kind of sticks out on that uh, low end as a, as a guy who could, outperform that 3k salary yeah you said he's similar to Bobo he is much better than Bobo uh not gonna lie but yeah he like he's he's settled in at 40 percent routes run rate and Gallup you know 45 percent but he outplayed Gallup again so I I just (laughs) would be shocked if his playing time only goes up so I think he has a fairly high floor right now for you know a wide receiver four I guess uh but I I think that any one of these weeks he could you know go over a 60 percent route participation just how well he has been playing yeah it's like they're giving Gallup they gave Gallup I think that that first target of the game to get his confidence up I, he got one catch and that was his that was it like that yeah, was his that, only catch it's like they're trying my, to keep uh, him blood pressure on my under 24 and a half uh, uh for yeah him. but uh yeah <laughs> I think that was a, a scripted up uh target for Gallup for sure yeah no nah, and I think you had um you had Isaiah Hodgins under two, if I'm not mistaken, and he got like one catch for a touchdown, but that was yeah. his only catch. So it was a big catch, but yeah, you're on fire with these like uh, you know kind of stiff, uh, <laughs> stiff wide receiver unders here. All right, let's go to the main slate. Who do you like for stacks? Like which quarterbacks building around here? Yeah, so I like the uh, Sam Howell. Terry McLaurin, um, and then send it back with Jalen Waddle game stack here. Uh, this game should be a shootout. You know, the total is in the 50s. Um, you know, Miami's secondary is much better. Jalen Ramsey finally healthy, but uh, they just lost Jalen Phillips, which is a big blow uh, to their defense. MetLife um, turf again. Oh, I know, right? One. Oh, It's a, such a brutal loss too. But um, so, yeah, like, you know, the commander should be pass heavy as usual. Uh, as they attempt to keep up with Miami's offense here. So um, Terry's been fairly quiet lately. Uh, so his roster ship, I think, could be a bit lower than usual this week. Um, so it's, I think it's just a good time to stack Howell 
with Terry uh, could have a potential big game there. And then send it back with obviously, you know, Tyreek Hill would make a ton of sense. But I think Waddle, uh, I, I was saying a couple weeks ago to buy low on him. He's coming off just a massive eight catch, 114 yard game. So I think, you know, stacking this game could be, you know, a bit chalky, but I still like going there. Uh, and then I, I like going with the uh, the rare double running back stack here with Jalen Warren and Najee Harris against hmm. the Cardinals. Um, you know, both backs are just way too cheap I, I against the Cardinals. I think individually their, their roster ship's going to be pretty high. Um, so so it's a rare time. I think stacking both backs makes some sense. Uh, a lot of people don't do it because, you know, in theory it does limit your ceiling a bit. But I could easily see both backs having big games here. And I don't think many people are going to, you know, stack both running backs. So it could differentiate your lineup a bit if you do want to go that route. Um, so, yeah, the, the other time I think I've done that was the uh, Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss game uh, several weeks ago. But, um, you know, when it hits, it, it can really send you up uh, the leaderboard and GPPs because it does you know, help set yourself apart from other lineups. Yeah, the Steelers finally getting over 400 yards of offense. So, you know, you get 200 for Warren, 200 for Najee. Absolutely. Kenny Pickett doesn't have to throw a pass. I think that's how Mike Tomlin would uh, exactly would prefer it. But, yeah, that's, that's one I wasn't thinking about. But, um, yeah, that's an interesting one. Sure, it would definitely be contrarian Yeah, uh, for tournaments. Uh, I like the, the stack that really stands out to me, Brock Purdy. Uh, he's only 6,100 on DraftKings. Going up against the Eagles, third highest scoring team in the league. So, you know, San Francisco – may have to put up more points or throw more than they've had to in, in most of their games. Uh, so you can stack them with Debo, I think, is the, the best uh, value at 6,200. Ayuk uh, always, you know, number one receiver. And then Kittle, you know, Philly is, they give up the most uh, production to wide receivers and they're dead last against tight ends. They've been a little mm-hmm. better against tight ends, you know, with Bayard now in the lineup. Um, they haven't really given up a ton of yardage to tight end. So I'd say the two wideouts, Ayuk and, and Samuel, are still the preferred um, stacking partners. But Kittle's been really good, and he's been super boomer bust. So in a tournament, um, I, I think he definitely you're, – you're, you're, you're going to include some Kittle too. But uh, I, I would say the you know Debo and Ayuk are still the priority in terms of stacking yeah. with uh, Purdy. Uh, who do you like for dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Um, well, I'm going to go with Kenny Pickett uh, at quarterback because, you know, I, I do think, you know, Najee and Warren are going to be very highly rostered. So one way to counter that would be just go with Pickett and, you know, stack the Steelers passing offense. And, you know, Pickett's coming off his best game of the season after Matt Canada got fired. So um, I was surprised to see him this dirt cheap. He's 5,100. Um, you know, and despite the good game, he didn't throw a touchdown. Uh, that's been an issue with him. But this is a spot, you know, I could see him easily throwing for a couple touchdowns here. So I think he's worth a flyer there at 5,100. Uh, and then at running back, I mean, this is just a wild dart throw, but my, uh, Michael Carter uh, at 4,200. Uh, I think he's sneaky in GPPs just because um, in his card Cardinals debut, uh, he nearly split, you know, early down work with Connor. Uh, and then he mixed in a ton on passing down. So he got uh, four receptions, um, which is going to be huge in this game. Could be a potential trailing game script. So, um, I'm assuming his playing time will probably only go up going forward. So he, he could be sneaky here at wide receiver. Uh, this is kind of gross, but Jonathan Mingo is probably a little too cheap at 3,300 against the Buccaneers. He led the Panthers in receiving uh, last week at 60. Uh, before the year started, I predicted that Phelan would be Bryce Young's top target in the first half of the season. And it'd be Mingo in the second half. Um, probably got that wrong because Phelan has been really good this year. So he'll, he'll continue to be Bryce Young's 
top target, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if Mingo does start to heat up towards the end here. So I think he's at least worth a flyer uh, in this dumpster fire and offense at uh, 3,300. Uh, he could get going here. Uh, and then at tight end, Juwan Johnson, I think at 3,400 is enticing. He had his season high route participation last week at 85%. And with, you know, Chris Olave and or Rashid Shaheed potentially missing this week, um, he's too cheap if that happens. You know, we're going to see his target share go way up. So uh, I like Juwan Johnson at 3,400 here. Yeah, like him as well. I mean, he's 85% route participation last week's probably going to have to be around there just yeah. to get to Saints 3. And he was a former wide receiver. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, he can play some of that big slot and, and things like that as well. Uh, for me, Zach Moss at running back. I mean, not really a dart throw, but dart throw price, 4,600 at <laughs> Tennessee. He's, uh, you know, with Tara looking like he's definitely going to be out. I mm-hmm. actually have Zach Moss inside my top 10 uh, in wow. this. Because, I mean, he's going to get 75 to 80% of the carries at, at a minimum. And, you know, you're going against a team that you put up 195 yards and two touchdowns against in the first meeting. So like Zach Moss, just a steal at that price. Wide receiver, Curtis Samuel at 4,100. Uh, Miami gives up the 10th most slot uh, fantasy points per game to opposing wideouts. And that makes sense because you got Ramsey and Howard on the outside, uh, Cater Kohu usually in the in the slot. So he's been a guy that defenses tend to to pick on. And Samuel's been right there in terms of production with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. So mm-hmm. it's been a much more, almost like the Chiefs, where, where every B enemy where it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah. who no one's really standing out. But uh, Curtis Samuel really has been the guy who, uh, you know, has been pretty consistent and has the best matchup. So in, in a game they're going to have to throw like him. Cedric Tillman is an interesting one. 3,100 at the Rams. Put up 55 yards on four catches last week. 89% route participation his last three games. And now Amari Cooper is also banged up. And especially if you get a, like a Joe Flacco, um, mm. you know, he like yeah. he can at least get the ball down the field and he's not going to be afraid to to throw it. So uh, I think Tillman's a guy to continue to monitor. You know, this is the time of year. Always say it. Target these rookies before they truly uh, break out. Tillman had like a mini, mini breakout last week, but uh, obviously could still uh, be better. And Brownlee, Jason Brownlee, men and price. Against the Falcons, Brownlee is, you know, guy we've both been kind of keeping our eye on on the Jets, had a good preseason, played every single pass snap against the Dolphins on Friday. And the Falcons play man coverage at a top six rate. Brownlee was the Jets' top wide receiver in the preseason against man coverage, averaging uh, just over 2.2 yards per route against man coverage and and led the team in targets against man coverage as well in the preseason. So Brownlee is a guy who... Kind of like Tillman, you know, it just you could get, you know, four catches, 50-ish yards. Uh, it's just, you know, about getting in the end zone. But this Falcon defense, I mean, this is it's not great. It's not a great defense. <laughs> so uh, maybe Tim Boyle can have a little bit better luck uh, this week than he had last. So like Brownlee and then at tight end, uh, you already mentioned Juwan Johnson. So I'll go with the former uh, Saint. <laughs> Adam Troutman, 2,900 at Houston. Troutman, of course, had that nice touchdown catch uh, last week, but the Texans are allowing the most targets, catches, uh, and catches per game to tight ends, along with the third most yards, the third most fantasy points to the position. So this could be another one where we, especially Houston, you would think can put up some points and, and make Denver maybe throw a little bit more than they have been in the past. So 
another game where Troutman could uh, could surprise, and he's barely uh, over minimum price. Yeah, we have to monitor uh, Greg Dulcich too. I think he could like return this week. I think it's sounding like uh, week fourteen might be more likely, but that'll obviously eat into Troutman's um, you know routes run. But uh, yeah, after that catch though, they should probably throw Troutman the ball a little bit more. Yeah, I mean Dulcich can like he. Can he can can he even stay out there for more than like five snaps? Seems like every time he catches on the field. I mean, this this is a right really back. nagging hamstring injury for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, all right, let's build a lineup. I will go with Brock Purdy, sixty one hundred quarterback. Love the value with him. Uh, I thought you were gonna go Zach Moss there. I'll go uh, Moss. Yeah. <laughs> So I will let you do something, you know, <laughs> running back. Cause like I usually, I, yeah. you know, it makes sense. Like that he is the best probably value on the slate, but yeah. I always like to attack some of the singular positions going up against you because you know, there are multiple True. options at least. Yeah. Pretty but, sticks uh, out like a sore thumb at 6,100 right now. Tight end. Let's go with uh Trey McBride. Have him, I think tight end two this nice. week, 4,900. So uh going to continue to attack these uh, onesie positions. <sighs> Man. First, week in like a month i haven't had trey mcbride on my team now damn it right yeah um, i'm probably gonna uh, <laughs> jinx it probably get like two catches for no eight he's, yards. he's a beast you're in good hands uh i'm jealous that you have him uh all right well i'll go man there's a lot of good value this week uh i guess any mini money mill i'll go with jalen warren at 5400 uh, i like mm-hmm. both backs there but uh let's go with warren all right Let's keep it going, San Francisco. I'll go Debo at sixty two hundred. Another guy I think is too cheap. Yeah, I was about to pick him. You guys, you got a nice little stack there too. Yep. <laughs> Damn it. Um, I'll go with uh, a little bit further down. I, I do love him at this price, man. Josh Downs uh, against the Titans. He's fifty one hundred. That is way too cheap for him right now. Way too cheap. Go Rashad White, sixty three hundred. A running back against that. Carolina defense, one of the worst run defenses in the league. White continues to be have a great second season, so go with him. Yeah. Sixty three hundred, only sixty three hundred. A ton of great options out there at running back. Uh, I'm gonna go with defense. I'm not gonna let you get ahead of me on this one. Um, I think I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Falcons against okay. Tim Boyle at thirty four hundred. Hopefully, get another uh, hail mary pick six. Oh my god. Classic. <laughs> oh the Jets always find a way. <laughs> Alright, get a defense out of the way just so I know how much I have left. Uh let's go. Hmm. Would you have gone Atlanta there if you could? It's in the it was in a running. Um I mean they're just not my they're not my Boyle, favorite just because yeah, they're Boyle not that might great. not Boyle might not get to drop back enough to really make it worth it, but it's a it's a tough defensive slate, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm gonna go actually with the same with the Jets in that same game, 3,500. Let's go, there go. <laughs> target a Desmond Ritter and company. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> go Jets. All right, I'm gonna snag a tight end here. I'm gonna go David Joku at 4,100, which that's about break even for him right now. But if like Amari Cooper's out, uh, that'll be a great value. So I'm gonna try to get ahead of that. But well, I mean, I was talking up Joku on the last pod. Love him here. I'll go uh, Curtis Samuel at forty one hundred against the Dolphins. Nice. So I got both. I got Stevo and Curtis now. Two Samuels. Nice. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to counter that a little bit here. I'm going to go with Sam Howell at quarterback at sixty two hundred. Um, obviously, would have preferred Brock Purdy here at sixty one hundred. But Howell, you know, 
has a really high floor ceiling combo here game they should throw a ton so i'll go with sam howell all right i'll go right back to uh michael Pittman, 7100 got another one of those uh eight catch yeah. games last week 10 catch he's gonna go yeah 10. yeah um 10 of 13 i was gonna go with him uh then i realized i had uh josh downs already so yeah <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, I like, I like both plays this week. Um, damn, why, why there's a couple of guys that are questionable though. Like I, I, I've had such bad luck gambling on guys that are questionable. I'm not going there. Uh, I'm going to spend up at my second wide receiver slot. I'm going to think Amon Ross St. Brown is the, the best option about he's only 8,500 and I'm projecting him right there with Keenan Allen. So I'll, I'll go with Amon Ra here. <laughs> So I got 5,900 for a running back and a flex. Go Javante Williams at running back 5,700. Damn it. Ruined my plan. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, damn. Oh, all right. I'll go with uh, Ramondre Stevenson then at 6K. All right. So I got 6,100 for a flex. Hopkins, uh, Brian Robinson, Garrett Wilson, Singletary, Connor are the top guys. Let's see. Yeah, it was tough. I probably would have liked to go Stevenson. I'm going to have to go. Let's go with. I'll trade you. Who, what? Uh, uh, Javante? <laughs> nah. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it, it got me the receiver I wanted. Uh, I, I have a good backup plan, though. Let's go Hopkins here. He did have his best game, 140 yards. On eight mm. catches against the Colts in week five. So his routes have been down, but out of these guys here, it was between him and Garrett Wilson. I feel a little bit better about Oof. Hopkins yeah. uh, in this spot. So, yeah, we're going to go Hopkins, 6,100. All right. Uh, I have 6,700 left over. I wanted 6,800 left over. I was going to go with Nico Collins, but um, I'm going to take uh, Adam Thielen here, who's right. uh, 6,600. Been fairly quiet the past couple of games, but I think he, he's due. So I, I like taking him here. All right. Uh, what's your what's your lineup? So I uh, went with Sam Howell at quarterback. Um, at running back, I went with uh, Zach Moss and Jalen Warren. At wide receiver, I have Josh Downs, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Adam Thielen. Um, tight end, I went with David Njoku. Uh, for my flex, I went running back and took Ramondre Stevenson. And my defense is... The Atlanta Falcons going up against Tim Boyle and the New York Jets. I got a Purdy at quarterback at Philly, running backs Rashad White against the Panthers at 6,300, and Javante Williams at Houston, 5,700. Wide receivers Debo, 6,200 at Philly, Curtis Samuel, 4,100 against Miami, Michael Pittman, 7,100 at Tennessee. Also got a wide receiver in the flex, Hopkins. 6,100 against the Colts. Tight end Trey McBride, 4,900 at Pittsburgh. And Jets going against the Falcons, 3,500 for my defense. All right, that is going to wrap it up for our week number 13 fantasy preview episode. Again, be sure to check out our player projections episode over on the Action Network podcast channel. Uh, If you want to hear guys that we have uh, top ranked, guys that we're high and low on, uh, and some props. We will be back later this week on Friday with our night shift episode where we break down the Sunday and Monday night football DFS slates. You can go to actionnetwork.com for all of our NFL fantasy and betting content. 
fantasywebs.com for our DFS tools and models. Sean is on X at the underscore oddsmaker. I'm at Chris Raybon. We're at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Don't forget to check the Action Discord server as well. Link in the episode description. Until next time, let's get this money. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.